We are looking at Psalms 19, verse 7 to 10. The book of Psalms will be uh, reading a very important passage for all of us. And this is just a reminder. This is a, uh, 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 the scriptures for us this morning is to help us understand that if there's one thing that we need to value more in our life, is that the Word of God, the Bible. That's why I entitled it, Why Trust the Bible? Why do I need to trust the Bible? And we are grateful this morning for a wonderful family who are visiting us all the way to San Francisco. Come on, let's give a clap offering to the Lord. Praise God. Hallelujah. He's bringing the warrior spirit. <laughs> and also our family from L.A., Los Angeles, we are grateful that you are here with us. Amen. So let's all read together. Psalms 19, verse 7 to 10. The law of the Lord is perfect. It gives us new life. His teachings last forever. And they give wisdom to ordinary people. The Lord's instruction is right. It makes our hearts glad. His commands shine brightly and they give us light. Worshiping the Lord is sacred. He will always be worshipped. All of His decisions are correct and fair. They are worth more than the finest gold and are sweeter than honey from the honeycomb. May the Lord add blessing to the reading of His Word. Find someone, give them a high five and tell them, it's good to be in the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. Even though it's raining out there. Man, hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. You may be seated. How many have a Bible of your own? You know, you have your own Bible. All right, let me see your hand. How many doesn't have a Bible? How many know that you don't know the Bible, you know? It's interesting, this morning, uh, that's one thing that we are familiar with, and that is uh, when you love Jesus and you love the Lord, Bible is always a part of your life, amen? Because it is a love letter from God. So our, our, our discussion this morning is I hope and pray that the Holy Spirit will help me to encourage you that we can trust the Bible. Because many times, uh, you know, there, there are different kinds of people who use the, who, who open the Bible in, in, in different reasons. You know, there are, there are people who use the Bible every morning like a, a lottery ticket. What is the word for me today? Open the Bible. 7 Eleven. Oh, that's good. <laughs> or there are some people who are. You know, reading the Bible when they have a problem and they're looking for an answer. And there are some people who are using the Bible. When I was in Bible school, we used that. You know, we are not allowed to write letters to uh, uh, the opposite sex. So we use the Bible. We ask them to read Romans chapter 1. I long to see you <laughs> so that I may impart mutual joy. Yeah. And they respond also. In the Bible, and they said, get thee behind me, Satan. Yeah. And many times, many times we use the Bible in different ways. But I hope and pray this morning, the challenge is 
how much do we trust the Bible? How much do we put all our, our confidence in the Word of God? You know, because I submit to you this morning, you know, uh, Jesus himself, when he was tempted by Satan, he uses the scriptures. Three times he answered and responded to Satan, it is written. It is written and it is written. So I want you to understand this morning, many times we get so used to the Bible. We've read the Bible. We've seen the Bible. We have different kinds of translation of the Bible. But looking at it in reality, there, there come a time in our walk with the Lord where we failed to open the Bible. So this morning, I just want to encourage you that we can trust. You know, and I put a word, the acrostic trust, meaning why trust the Bible? Because it is trustworthy. The Word of God says the law of the Lord is perfect. It gives us new life. Why do I need to trust the Bible? Because the Bible is real. His teaching lasts forever. And they give wisdom to ordinary people. Why I, I need to trust the Bible is because the Bible is unique. The Lord's instruction is right and it makes our hearts glad. Why do I trust the Bible? Because the Bible is supernatural. Amen. His commands shine brightly and they give us light. And why trust the Bible? Because the Bible is the treasure beyond measure. Writer of the book of Psalms said, They are worth more than finest gold and are sweeter than honey from the honeycomb. You know. So I submit to you this morning, let's go back and understand why and how important the Bible is. When was the last time you opened the Bible? In your own personal devotion. When was the last time you hear from God because the Lord was speaking to you through His Word? You know, and when was the last time you get excited because the Word of God has given you the encouragement, the challenge? And I pray that we will be consistent in our commitment, in our walk, in our walk with the Lord, where our life, the lifeline, for us to continue to grow in our walk with the Lord is the Bible. When I was growing up, we always sing this beautiful song. And if you know this song, that's only, there's only one reason for that. And that means you and I are Jurassic. You know, we are, we are getting to the point where we are senior citizens in the kingdom of God. But you know what though? When I was a kid, they always sing that song. Read your Bible, pray every day. How many knows that song? Right. Read your Bible, pray every day, and you grow, grow. Amen? And, uh, and, and uh, the song is also true. Don't read your Bible and don't pray every day, and you what? Become what? Shorter and shorter, shorter and shorter. Why? Because this morning, I want you to understand... You know, the first reason why I trust the Bible is because the Bible is worth to be 
trusting. It, it's a trustworthy word. The law of the Lord is what? Perfect. It gives a new life. You know, in our life, I said, we need to, we need to answer these four questions in our life. The first one, the first question is origin. Where did I come from? Second question is meaning. Why am I here? The third question is morality. Why choose between good and evil? And the fourth question is destiny. Where am I going when I die? How many have answered those questions this morning? Let me see your hand. Yeah. Because that is the number one struggle in our education now. The first question of origin, where did I come from? You know, they say you come from the monkey. You know, and I totally disagree. I may look like a monkey, but I'm not <laughs> a monkey. You know, my grandson, we were studying one time, and he was, he was reading about these animals. And my grandson asked me, he said, well, don't, do you know that you are an animal? I looked at him and said, I'm sorry, I'm not. Yes, you are. My teacher said you are an animal. <laughs> I looked at him and I, and I said to my grandson, Michael, Michael, there are things that the teacher might be teaching you, but there are things that you need to balance it out by what the Bible says. Because as far as the Bible is concerned, I told him, I am created by God. You know, he, 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 he took me out of that clay and molded me. And the word of God says, I was made in the image of God. He looked at me. Okay. <laughs> but you know what though? Parents, let me just encourage you. You better, you better once in a while guide your, your kids because, man, they are going to struggle in that first question, the origin of life. Number two, when you ask that question, what is my purpose? Why am I here? What is the real reason why I am existing here on earth? Where and why am I here? And that is, a very important question to ask. Because if, you, if you're an atheist, it doesn't matter. You evolve. Isn't it though? And if you believe in, in, in reincarnation, it doesn't matter. Because I can, be a, I can be a cow, I can be a frog, I can be a whatever it is. That when I die, I become differently and something else. But you see, I want you to know, the Bible is trustworthy because it has a specific plan for your life. The Bible did not say, I am thinking, I am wondering. No, he said, I know the plans I have for you. And so this morning, it's very important for us. Why do I need to trust the Bible? Because these four questions are answered by the Word of God. The Word of God, the Bible, is reliable. King David asked the Lord, will I pursue them? One time in his, in, in, in his journey, he went home to a place called Siklag. And when he got there, him and his, and his other soldiers were shocked, surprised. 
They were amazed because everything was destroyed. Everything was taken away. And he was left with nothing. Even his friends and his co-soldiers were so upset with him that they want to kill him. But he found his strength in the Lord. But do you know what happened? He went out a little bit farther and he asked the Lord, Lord, will I pursue them? And will I catch up unto them? And will I recover everything I lost? See, when you read the Bible, that should be the attitude. Lord, what are you telling me? Am I going to receive it? Am I going to discover something that you have set forth upon my life? And will I get the promise you have promised to me? See, the Bible is reliable. And when he heard from the Lord, go. He went and the word of God says, he recovered, he got everything, and they were able to bring back everything that they lost. Not only the Bible is reliable, the Bible is dependable. Why? Because it was God who said in Numbers, God is not a man that he should lie. Amen? Isn't it good to know that God is not a politician? No, because politicians, they promise a lot of things, and when they are in there, they don't do it. You know, the first time we had a president that are trying to fulfill everything that he promised, and he's going through a lot of tough times in his life. We need to pray for him. And then the Bible is trustworthy because it is true. The Bible is truthful. John 14, 6, I am the way. Jesus said, I am the truth. And I am the life. Amen. How many have experienced that in your walk with the Lord where you realize you're holding in your hands something that gives you hope, that gives you life, that encourages you, teaches you. Amen. Because there are so many hindrances and so many things that can take us away from our focus on reading the Bible. You know, you wake up in the morning, instead of opening the B-I-B-L-E, you open the F-A-C-A, F-A-C-E book. Yeah. Secondly, why I trust the Bible? Because not only the Bible is trustworthy, the Bible is true. The Bible is real. Amen. It, it's, the Bible is alive. The Bible speaks to us. You know, um, the Word of God says, His teaching lasts forever. And they give wisdom to ordinary people. I want you to understand this morning that the Bible has the ability to give you wisdom beyond the understanding of other people. That's why, that's why the Bible is trustworthy. That's why I can put all my trust in the Bible because it is real. It speaks to me. Many people doesn't want to read the Bible. Why? Because they don't want the Bible to tell them that they are doing something wrong. You know, the Bible convicts. The Bible corrects. The Bible challenges. And the Bible encourages. It is real. It is alive. One thing that we need to understand, when you read the Bible... The Bible will, is able to expose you. Amen? Yeah. Other people were saying, in their, in, in, you know, 
prophet Nathan, prophet at the time of King David. King David did something that he thought nobody will ever know. He thought nobody will ever discover. It's only him and his power and all those who are close to him. So he, got, he, he had this woman, Bathsheba, and then he thought it's over. But then the Bible says there was a man, a prophet by the name of Nathan, went to see him and told him, you are the man. See, that is the power of the Bible. Have you ever experienced in your walk with the Lord that the Bible will rebuke you? The Bible is alive and will tell you whether you are doing the right thing or wrong. He can expose you. The Bible can disclose information that other people will wonder, how did you know that? Yeah. I heard a beautiful story. There was this guy. He was so frustrated because he's losing all his property and... (laughs) And he was in that, he went to the bar and he he was saying, man, I messed up. I messed up. I've made the wrong decision in my life. And that guy, you know, he he was there and he he gave him a a word of wisdom. He said, Corinthians chapter 13, no, chapter 11. Boy, after, after a month and months, he went back there and talked to the guy. Thank you. Thank you. Why? Because of you, I was able to recover and I got my life back. Why? Because when you said chapter 11, I filed chapter 11. <laughs> but you know what though? I want you to know the Bible has that ability to give you the right decision. The Bible has that wisdom. To, you know, in the story of that king where they were fighting the enemy, there was this prophet, the Lord spoke to him, and he, and he tells them where to go and where not to go. Don't pass that street because the enemy, the enemy will be there. And the enemy was saying, how can he find out who is telling the king that we are going this way? And then one of the soldiers said, Nobody, but he has a prophet that the Lord spoke to him and tell him what to do and what not to do. You know, when you are in love with the Bible and you read the Bible, that's what the Bible is going to do to you. Is when you read the word, he will tell you, this is the right job. Don't take that job. Don't go there. That is the right place to stay. And if you obey, you will receive wisdom from God. That's the blessing of the Bible. And the Bible can also surprise you. Amen. You know, when the angel told Mary, you will have a son. And you will call his name Jesus. Boy, that surprises her. You know, I've said it so many times. One of uh, my testimony when I was young. And I was sick. And I was saying to the Lord, Lord, please. How will I know you are going to heal me? I opened the Bible and it was there. Right there the Lord directed me to Mark eleven twenty five. Whatsoever you ask in prayer, believe that you receive it and you will have it. I was so surprised that God answers me through his word. Amen. And then 
why I trust the Bible, because not only it is trustworthy, not only it is, not only it's real, it is also unique. Amen. How many will agree with me this morning that the Bible has the ability to make you laugh, make you cry, make you excited, make you feel so special? Only the Word of God can do that to you. Amen. When you read it, it has the ability. The Bible has the ability. Every time I read the story of Joseph. How many have read the story of Joseph? Okay. It's in the Bible. The story of Joseph. Every time I get to that point where he stood up and introduced himself. That he was the brother of, of, of these this 11 uh, people that were standing there. I always amazed because... It's there where I saw and experienced the grace of God. In spite of what they have done. You know, put him, sold him. And then he was in all those troubles. God is still faithful to protect him and guide him. And then put him on the throne. And when he has the opportunity. When he has the opportunity to to make even. And to take revenge. He was able to forgive beyond. Uh, the human ability. Amen. That's what the Bible is going to do to you and to me. Is that he will give you the ability to forgive. Amen. You know, there are some, there are some people, they have, not, they have not forgiven. And it's been a long time. But that's what the Bible can do to you. You know, the Bible will make you cry, will make you laugh. It will make you wise. Why? Because Proverbs said, trust in the Lord. Just trust. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And what is the word of God says? Lean not on your own understanding. That is our problem. Amen. Because we try to analyze it. We try to figure it out. We try to solve it. And when we cannot answer the question, that's the only time we ask for help. No, the Bible has given us the secret to success. And that is trust Him, rely on Him, put all your confidence on Him. And don't let your understanding mess you up. Because all you need to do is believe and trust Him. He will guide your every step. Amen. I shared earlier, there was this young pastor. He was newly elected to help the church. And when he got to the church... That first Sunday, the speaker of that Sunday did not show up. He saw the leaders told him, he said, you will be the one to preach this morning. And he said, I can't. I don't have, I, have, I did not prepare. I don't know what to say. So he went to the, the one who is in charge, the bishop. He said, bishop, they were asking me to preach. I, didn't, I, did, I did not prepare. The bishop looked at him and said, don't worry. Just trust him. He went out on his way out. He saw the bishop Bible. So he opened and looked at that Bible and said, I, maybe, maybe the bishop has these wonderful scriptures that I can use. As he opened, he did not only find the scriptures. He find a sermon outlines. <laughs> and when he saw that sermon outlines, he shared it that morning. And the people were blessed. After the service, everyone was shaking his hand and said, that was a good sermon. It's a good sermon. The bishop came out running and said, Hey, why did you preach my sermon? I'm going to preach that tonight. (laughs) 
the young pastor said, just trust him. <laughs> I want you to know this morning, we will have right decision when we trust him. The Bible has the ability to make you wise. Amen? You know, if there's one thing I know for sure, and I said this so many times, and I'll say it again. Do you know that when you become a Bible-believing person who loves the Lord and walk with Jesus, that you will have extra money on your pocket? Amen. You will. I'm talking by experience. Because, you know, when you're outside the will of God and you're not doing the will of God, can you imagine the expenses that you use? You, you, you know, the, I was so shocked. I'm not kidding you. I was so shocked. I, I, I always go to that 7-Eleven on L because I have that, I have that 7-Eleven cup. So I get my uh, coffee and it's only $1.29. <laughs> I figured, man, I'll buy one. And every time I go there, I have, you know, so... And one time I happened to pay and I looked and I saw the price of, a, of one pack of cigarettes. And it's like $5 something. More than that? Hi. Uh, I, think, I, I think I'm looking at the generic cigarette. But when we are talking Marlboro, uh, what other one? Who believe? You are like that guy who was saying, uh, you, know, you know, how many how many here are gambling? And they said, no, we don't gamble. Okay, what is the number in a wedding? They said, up to 12. How did you know? <laughs> but I was shocked. I was shocked. Because, man, when I was running away from the Lord, you, you know, that's one, one of my, my weaknesses is that, boy, I was like... Uh, I, I, what, is, what do you call that in, in English? Para kung pugon. You know, and, and man. It's like, uh, I, I was like a train station. <laughs> More those smoke is just popping up. And I looked at that and I said, my goodness, if it is, if, if, if one pack is $6 and you finish it in a week, Boy, four Sundays, you're talking what? 24. And, you talk, and, and, then, and then if you're hanging out with your friends, you know, it, it, you know the, the cigarette run, you know, run faster because I can have one. I can have one. I can have one. Everyone is doing have one, you know. By the time you open your pack, it's gone. So you need to buy another one. And I was saying, man, can you imagine that? When you're walking with Jesus, you love Jesus, you don't need that because he gives you that smoke coming from the Holy Spirit. Amen. And giving you joy, giving you inspiration, giving you that wonderful feeling of wonderful love. Amen. So, boy, you save a lot of money there already. You know? And then if you are the, if you are the guy who... Who you always want to wish luck and, and try to say, let me just try a dollar. Lotto here. Lotto there. Lotto everywhere. Can you imagine? And you don't buy that because some trust in chariots and some trust in horses, but I put my trust in the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah! 
That's why they, 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 they asked me, said, how come there's a lot of casino in Las Vegas? There's a lot of people who goes there. But they never lost. Why? Because they know the name of the game. You know, if there is 100,000 there, one will win. The other, the other uh, people will just put in their money. It's okay. But you see, it will make you wise when you realize man, all I need to do is trust in the Lord with all my heart and I will not lean on my own understanding in all my ways I will direct I will, I will lean on Him and trust Him and He will direct my path Hallelujah you see why do I need to trust the, the, the Bible it's because it is trustworthy it is real it is unique it makes my heart glad. And then, why do I need to trust the Bible? Because the Bible is supernatural. Amen? The Bible is superior to everything. Look at what the Word of God says. His commands shine brightly and they give us light. Hallelujah. How many have experienced the power of the Word of God in your life? It can change you. It will, it will bring you into that status of knowing nothing is impossible with God. That's why Abraham believed God in such a way that he already spoke those things which are not as if they're already there. You see, that's what the Word of God will do to us. That's what, that's what the Word of God will help us. It's because the Bible is superior and supernaturally guided by God. The Bible is protected by God. And the Bible is touching lives. Not only that, the Bible can set you free. Amen? You know, one of my favorite uh, apologetics, Brother Zacharias, um, um, uh, Rabbi, Rabbi Zacharias, he shared a wonderful story that the Bible is real. The Bible is powerful. The Bible is alive. He said when he was dying as a kid in India, he was in that hospital waiting for his time to die. And he asked that question. And he was saying, what am I doing here? Where did I come from? What is the meaning of life? And then the, the, the Bible was given to him. There was this guy. He came and the Lord just led him to that man and only one man to give that Bible. And he gave it to Zacharias. He opened this, this Bible and it was there in John where it says, Because I live, you will live also. He looked at that verse and said, I am dying. But the Bible says, Because I live, you will live also. Oh, faith started to arise in him. And so he... He, he learned more about Jesus. He accepted Jesus at that very moment. He claimed him as his Savior and Lord. From a Hinduism, he became a committed Christian. And now, if you want to watch him, he's on TV, uh, you know, debating and arguing with all those people with different faith. But you know what's so exciting about it? He said this, I got saved because of that verse. Because I live, you will live also. Later on, he found out 
that when his mother passed away, he put on her epitaph that verse, because I live, you will live also. One time he was talking to his wife and he said, you know, I wonder what my, my grandmother has put on her tomb. So they decided to go back to India. And when they got there, they searched the place where her grandmother's tomb was. And when they got there, he asked the guy, can you clean it up? I want to see what is written in the tomb. The guy said, it's been too long, sir. That's okay. I paid the money. You know, money talks. They did. When they opened it, to his surprise, the, 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 the thing that is written on his grandmother's tomb was, because I leave, you will live also. You see, that verse becomes alive and it reaches his, his, you know, his life, his mother, and all the way to his grandmother did not realize that his grandmother believes in that wonderful promise of the word of God. What is your favorite scriptures? Don't look at me, I'm asking you. <laughs> what is your, what is, you know, when, when I was growing up at the church of my sister, we have this what we call, okay, it's life verse time, you know, where everyone's like popcorn, you know. Philippians 2.19, my God will supply all my needs, you know. And someone will stand up, John 11.35, Jesus wept. That is not a life verse. But let me challenge you this morning. Is there a scriptures that every time you are going through a tough times in your life, you hold on to that verse? Because if you don't, you need to find one. You need to have one. Because I submit to you, that verse will speak to you in that moment of time that you need an encouragement from the word. Find it, open the Bible, read it, because it is trustworthy, it is real, it is unique, it is supernatural. And the last thing is that the Bible is a treasure beyond measure. Amen? The Bible is a treasure that you can have, you can own. The Word of God says the Bible is worth more than the finest gold. And they are sweeter than honey from the honeycomb. Yeah, it's interesting. My, 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 my grandson doesn't know, but I'm, I'm preaching on the treasure. And this morning, my grandson asked me, whoa, whoa, how special is gold? I said, oh, man, gold is expensive. It's nice. Huh? Do you have gold? I said, you better believe it. And then he looked at me and said, can I have gold? I said, you don't need to ask me. You need to ask your grandma. Because <laughs> speaking of gold, <laughs> and so he ran there. Sure enough, the grandma gave necklace. But you know what, though? The Bible is much better treasure than gold. The Bible it's much sweeter than honey. And I want you to understand, when you fall in love with the Bible, 
that Bible will support you, will encourage you, will help you, will guide you. Amen? The problem is we agree that the Bible is powerful, but we never open it. That's why when you ask an, a, 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 a person who loved the Lord, let's open our Bible to the book of Malachi. They said, Malachi? You know? When I was a kid, I, I think we need to bring back that time. When, when I was a kid, we have this what we call Bible drill. How many have experienced that? Man, when I was a kid, I am not, you know, in our young people, we have this contest. So all my finger is connected to different books of the Bible. Because when the, when, the, when the guy said, open your Bible to Romans 12. I'm there on Romans already. Now, and he said, open your Bible to Habakkuk. Habakkuk? Is that something to drink? Habakkuk. Yeah. Seriously, there's a lot of people who have all this technology, but, but not being able to see the precious treasure of the Bible. You know, we have a TV program in the Philippines. So I'm sorry if you're not a Filipino, you've missed it. When in the Philippines, when I was growing up, they have this, what, they have a program called Money or Box or Money or Cajon. Huh? Pera or Cajon. I was saying it in English. Money or Box. Oh, and and uh, the game will tell you that at the end, if you are the winner, he will, he will give you a, a, a box and you don't know what's inside of it. You know? and, they will, and they will say, okay, we'll start with 100 pesos. Which one you're going to pick? Money or box? They kind of say, box. I'll add 500 pesos. It will become 600 pesos. Money or box? I'll add another 1,000. It becomes 1,600. Money or box? Box. The more the money goes up, and when they reach that point where last offer, 10,000 pesos, money or box? Money. This morning, I want you to know, Satan will give you an offer. I own all these things. I'll give it to you. Follow me or take God's word. Jesus beautifully answered that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. Satan will offer you a lot of wonderful opportunities, money or box. And when you choose the box, they will think you are crazy, but you have the most precious treasure that is in that box. And I want you to know this morning, the moment you open the Bible, you begin a journey. A journey where the word of God said, he will bless you.
mother was talking to his son on his 20th and 21st birthday, and he said, son, what do you want when you reach that 21st birthday? The son said, I want to have a car. Yeah. His birthday came, and he has this box. He opened the box, and when he opened it, he, he saw a Bible. The son said, I did not ask for a Bible. I asked for a car. He was so upset, so frustrated, he threw the Bible in his room and never touched it. Never opened it. Years had passed. And then his mother passed away. When his mother died, he realized the last gift he received from his mom was the Bible. And so he opened it. And when he opened it, he was surprised. Because inside the Bible was a deed of sale of a brand new car. That was in there. But because he did not open the Bible, the blessing was there. He failed to receive it. I submit to you this morning, open the book. Open the book. Because from there, you will see the promises of God. And I want you to know, he never fails. He never fails you. Amen. What is the most beautiful gift God has given us that you possess now? If you realize John 3.16, then you already possess the most beautiful gift. And that is God so loved you. He gave his only son to die for you. That when you put your trust and your confidence and faith in him, you will not perish, but you will have everlasting life. Amen. That is the most wonderful trust we have right now. That's why if you ask those people who have opened the book and have discovered the wonderful promise of the word of God, ask them, are you afraid to die? No. Because they know that the promise of God whosoever believed in him will not perish but have everlasting life. I submit to you this morning there are times when I'm guilty you know because there are times when weeks have passed and you have not opened the Bible. Thank God for that new technology now. You know before you need to walk and you have that big Bible you know now, you just fill up that cell phone, you open that iPad, open that Samsung, wherever the song is, there is a wonderful promise of the Bible. But many times, the problem is we open this gadget, but instead of the Bible, we get occupied with Facebook get occupied with Instagram. We get occupied with what, what's the next? Messenger. We get occupied with 
games. Let's all stand. Let's all stand. I hope and pray that I was able to challenge you this morning. When was the last time you opened your Bible? Or let me ask another question. Do you have a Bible? Because there are some people, man, they, they said, yes, I have a Bible. I have all kinds of translation. N-I-B, C-E-B, K-G-B. That's not Russian, okay? That's King James Version. <laughs> but the next question, you have all those translation. Have you opened it? See, the Bible only works when you open it. And read it. The Bible only responds when you say, I trust the Bible. The Bible is trustworthy, real, unique, supernatural, and it is the treasure I will never miss. Amen. Let's just bow our head and talk to the Lord this morning. And to all of us that are here who are committed to the Lord. And maybe we are getting to the point where we, we tend to ignore and, and have not read the Bible. Can you right there in the presence of the Lord say, Holy Spirit, bring back that desire for me to read your word. Right there where you at. Just say, Holy Spirit, please help me to be sensitive that when you're asking me to read the love letter of Jesus for me, that I will be ready, alert, and excited. Dear Jesus, help us to overcome that lie from the enemy that you know what is written in the Bible. I've, I've read it so many times. There's nothing that I need to know. I've read it before. But this morning, Lord, help me to realize your, your word, your promise is never and it will never reach that point where I will exhaust all that is in the Bible. Because the Bible is alive. It will continue to speak to me. It will continue to remind me of your love. While every eye closed, no one is looking around this morning. If you are here this morning and said, you know, I, I, I want to know more about Jesus. And I want to I want to read the Bible. But there's one thing I want you to know. If you have never welcomed Jesus in your heart, if you have never received Him, you will never understand the Bible. Because it is Him who will open it up for you. So while you are here this morning, Say this prayer. Just say this prayer honestly before the Lord. Just say, dear Jesus, I want to know you more. I want to give my life to you. I want to receive that same promise that that pastor heard. Because I live, I will live also. And so Lord, today, I accept you. I receive you as my Savior and my Lord. Thank you, Jesus, 
for loving me and for dying on the cross for me. If you have prayed that prayer, no one is looking around. If you have prayed that prayer, honestly, just lift that hand and say, Pastor, I joined you in that prayer. Yes, I see that hand. I see that hand. Yes. Yes, I see that hand.